0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. G'day,
2: guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. We have an amazing show today. We are going to be talking about the glitz, the glamour, the fashion, all it takes to be red carpet ready, what it takes to look good for an audition, what it takes to look good in real time, in a real way, and how we can all feel a little bit better about ourselves getting on that red carpet. How are you doing today, Paul? Oh, I'm
1: doing fine. Meds are kicking in.
2: That's a good thing. <laughs> I, I, I wish my meds were kicking in. We are on with Stacy. G'day, Stacey. Stacey. Good
0: afternoon, how are you?
2: Good, good. Can you? I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the audience because you have a fabulous persona. Usually I do a great big intro, but I've had you on the show before and everyone loved you. So tell everyone who you are, what you do and how we know you. Well, I...
0: Uh God, that's kind of a loaded question, I guess. Let's see. I have dabbled in fashion design. I work for uh, three magazines—one out of Paris, one in Germany. I do editing, film producing, and I also has just finished wrapping up a web series for our magazine of a nine series, um, not a documentary, but sort of a what you need to know to get into the industry.
2: Oh, lovely! Well, that's up yes, my alley. Yes, we really
0: enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun.
2: Now, you're a fashion expert, really. When it comes down to it, that's a big part of what you do.
0: Um, you know, I think I probably was a few years ago, but now since, you know, being out of fashion designing, but working for a magazine, you get to know a little bit about fashion and how to make it work for you. Um, my generation, since I'm about 50, I stay pretty much with the classics. I like trends, but I stay away from them. Uh, the magazine needs to always be up on what's going on. So I do know a little bit about what's going on, but, um, I try to stay, True to myself as to who I am at fifty, so um, I guess I got a little bit of everything.
2: So you've been you've been a little bit of Hollywood on everything. Well, what I want to do today is pick your brain a little bit on uh, how to you know look good on the red carpet I want to pick your brain on how to walk into an audition is a really big thing that a lot of people have been have been calling and asking about and saying well I went in and they said I was too slutty I was like well wear a longer skirt (laughs) I'm terrible for advice and that was apparently a very very terrible answer to give a girl so I thought we'd uh, throw you under the bus
0: Oh, throw me under the bus. <laughs> you know, I, I actually don't have a problem with being thrown into the bus. Um, I think that if you're going to be somebody who's serious, and I really, when I say this, serious about being in Hollywood, and when you get invited to actually do an audition, there's a lot of research that has to go into that. There's a lot of preparation that they send you paperwork, knowing who your character is, what they're going to do when you show up. Um, I always say, you know, be the character that they're asking you to be. And if that character is a slutty character, then you need to show up like what they're going to see. Sometimes um, I think that people try to become themselves when they go to these auditions. And they're not, looking, they're not really looking for you at the moment. What they're looking for is if they see the character the first time. After you make the first impression, and if you make a good impression, you have talent. Then they're going to try to get to know you. Um, if you're going to be on a reality TV show, um, that's a very different type of an audition because then they really want to know who you are. And by that point, if you're truly going to be on the show, you've got about eight to ten pages worth of question and answers that you have to answer. They have to go back about 10, 15 years in your life to know, you know, what kind of a person they're going to be getting on the show then you can pretty much go in as yourself. <laughs> that's where I say if you're auditioning for a part as a reality TV person, be yourself because that's what they want to see. If you're faking it, it'll come out um, the, through the process. They'll bet they'll it out of you. I mean, these guys are seasoned. Everybody knows what they're looking for. Um, so I, I don't know if that helps a little bit, but I think that the key for me in terms of whenever we are doing – our stuff in terms of the magazine and doing research on people that have actually made it in the business it always comes down to research and knowing your and knowing what you're walking into and Everybody needs to know that. And I think a lot of people get lazy. I just don't think they do the work. I really don't. And I, and I can always find it in talking to them. that You know, I didn't have time. I didn't, I didn't read the paperwork that was oh, done boom. to me. I, yeah,
2: well, I, I'm going I'm to cut right in there. I've had people mm-hmm. give me that load of horse crap. Excuse me, that's what I'm calling it right now. If you yeah. don't have time to do the research for your part, you don't have time to do the part. Now, I know Paul's an actor. Paul, how would you feel? You're an actor. You're a director. You've done. I mean, you've done a whole lot. How would you feel if an actress walked into you and said, well, I didn't have time?
1: Well, I'd then test their improv skills.
2: <laughs> okay, so he's more polite than I would be. My response, yeah. I believe, the last time was, fuck off. So, um, <laughs> you're, I, I did, I said that. It was, I, I was really, really irritated because the girl started on this tirade about how I was being unfair to her. And everyone's not fair to pretty girls. And I said, number one, I work in Hollywood. I love pretty girls. You make me lots of money. What I do not like are lazy girls. Because it is hard enough for women to get ahead in Hollywood. I don't need to hear you sitting here whining when I watch girls work their butts off trying to get ahead.
0: Well, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut Paul off.
1: I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, no. That's pretty much all I had to offer. Uh, just well, run. you know, That's one of the things that
0: I've always found in, in talking to people when they're talking about what they want to do, because um, I also do PR and brand development um, here in San Diego, and I also have done it for several people in Hollywood, and nine times out of ten... They just don't want to do the work. Everybody wants to get famous, but they want to do as minimal as work. And what I tell everybody is that once you make it in there or if you get that part, it's not over. It gets harder. And if you're not willing to do the work at this stage and be hungry and willing to put yourself out there, there's at least 1,000 people standing right behind you that will do it. Ten times better.
2: I, so, I absolutely I mean, agree. One of one of the things, and I don't think a lot of people realise this. You know, you ask why people with less talent than others get ahead. Yes, I will say we don't always hire the most talented person. I can tell you which person I hire. I hire the person that's willing to work their butt off.
0: Yeah.
2: Every time.
0: Well you know I don't think Hollywood's all that different from private companies because I think now in this day and age when you're out looking for a job period and it's, you have to have multiple skill sets and you have to be willing to put in the work they're lowballing everybody out there to see oh, how many you. skills. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, how many skills they can get before, you know, for an admin assistant position now, I mean, making $30,000 a year, they want you to have a college degree and know how to do graphic design work and how to build a website. I mean, those kind of days, the days of only being able to do one skill set are over. That's gone.
2: Uh, so, well, especially, um, especially in Hollywood. You know, I hate I hate to say it like this, but here's the reality. If you don't have the chutzpah, to, to bust, you know, to, to, to bust ass and get ahead. I know I, some of the greatest writers, some of the most famous writers I'm going to say that I've ever known now work on spec. And I'm talking, these are A-grade writers.
0: Yeah.
2: These aren't, you know, these aren't uh, your, hey, I want to be a writer. These are the
1: yeah, Emmy are Award paid winning writers, writers. writers. No,
2: these are Emmy Not Award winning writers. Everybody get yeah, exactly. These are Emmy Award winning writers, and they're writing on spec. So, I mean, the internet has been beautiful. It's given us a, a vast way of, you know, a vast distribution outlet. We're kind of in the Wild West here a little bit. Um, as far as we don't know where it's going to go exactly and we're all taking our best shot. But I will say I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that people are so cavalier about yeah. about the work that it takes to get into Hollywood. You can make fun of Kim Kardashian all you want, and I think she's a vapid tramp, um, and that's just from knowing her personally. But, um...
1: She's a vapid tramp that the whole world knows.
2: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> But you know it. what? That girl because works her a butt off, man. Tramp. I mean, yeah, I, she's a tramp that, that whole really family... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but
0: that whole family is, is hard workers. I mean, they're just smart. They licensed early. They got in early. So they made got, their mark early. They're able I to build to, off of it. I mean, you can't stay at that type of a level without being somewhat smart. I mean, you just can't do it.
2: I got to disagree with you just on this. I don't think the entire family is smart. I think that, um, watch them, I think that, uh, Chris Jenner yes. is a fucking genius. I that's 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 all I have to say is it's I don't believe the girls would have made wouldn't, wouldn't have made a dime without their mother and people mm. are very hostile towards her in a lot of ways because they think she sold out her daughters but I think the woman is brilliant and if you she look too, at yeah. If you look at Ozzy Osbourne's wife, he hand, she handled his career for years and did his publicity. If you look at some of these people, um, it takes a very specific skill set. One of the people I always talk about is a friend of mine, Cindy Honek. She saved Hugh Grant's career after the Divine Brown incident. She worked with um, – if your brand falls apart, you call Cindy Honeg. She has a book yes. called PR Rockstar. She dealt with Pee Wee Herman after his unfortunate incident. She's dealt with Whoa. a lot of people. Yep, um, and But they have skills. All right. All right. But, but that's it. The difference is, she said, these people were willing to do anything to get back to where they were. She said, I've dealt with a lot of people who had something bad come up and go, well, can you fix it for me? No, I can't. But here's what you can do. And they say, no, I don't want to do it. And she says, well, then we're done. Get out. Wow. Uh, Cuz mm. that's what it, te- it really does. And I'm I'm sorry for like talking over you, but you really no, that's um, okay. I mean,
0: uh, you know, I think the Kardashians are an interesting. I mean, I'm not a reality TV person. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, but um you know, I I do in the fashion world, I do pay attention to Kendall Jenner because of the fact that she does a lot of stuff with Chanel and um modeling. You don't see her in the tabloids, but I do I do think they're hard workers. I, I think that they're licensing. I think they're they're owned by a lot of people. I think they've got a lot of responsibilities. I think that um, they were smart in terms of taking and making their own apps instead of making money for Instagram and Facebook and all those other places. So if you want to follow them now, you got to follow them on their own apps. To me, that's kind of genius. I now how long they'll last. I really don't know. But I mean, they're. Branding and marketing machine is one of the best I've ever seen. And the last time I I can well, say that um, about I'm, anybody...
2: Sorry, Go ahead. I beg your pardon. No, no, please continue. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I just, you know, in terms of... Because my background really is in, in business and marketing. And so I I tend to marvel in, in um, marketing machines. And I, I, sort of how I felt about Duran Duran in the 1980s. I just think their marketing machine was just absolutely brilliant, unlike anything I've seen. I don't see anybody else being able to capitalize the way the Kardashians have. I'm not even so sure that you can even duplicate that formula again. Um, yeah. Well,
2: I have to say this, though. Um, and this is very, very little known. Where the Kardashians came from was a deal with Kris Jenner and Ryan Seacrest, so, yes. in the end, the yes. person who is actually making a fortune off the Cardassians was Ryan Seacrest.
0: <laughs> yes. hard we're hardest working man in show business, right? No
2: joke. I mean, really, I mean, he, he really, really is.
0: I mean, he walks the deal. I mean, he's very smart. He's an executive producer. And, um, you know, that's really where you make a lot of your, that's where you make the money is um, in television, there's a lot of money to be made. But one of the things that I think people don't understand about Hollywood is the pool has gotten a lot smaller where actual jobs are. And what happens is a lot of these people, whether you're on film sets or you're on television sets, once somebody designs a show, they tend to stick with the people that they've already worked with. Yes, because they know those those people. They know how they work. They're reliable. So it is super hard for somebody who is just trying to get into the business to get those breaks.
2: Well, I, um, I do have to. I have to say, when I have to do something, when when I'm doing a film or a television show or a movie, I'm taking at least a million dollar risk. That that's minimum. My minimum risk is around a million dollars. So I call people I trust, and if I'm doing something where my budget's tight and I know somebody has to, you know, save the world, my go-to director is a man named John Reynolds. He worked on E.T., Benji, Twilight Zone. He's worked on everything. He also happens to be married to Dev Ross, who was the first female staff writer at Disney. She made over a billion dollars on the Universal um, series Land Before Time just creating a little porpoise thing. I mean, she's, she's a brilliant, brilliant writer. She worked on Dark and Dark, Tales, she's worked on all of this. So I get in a jam, my go-to director, I'm calling John, going, help me, I'm going to die. Um, you know, if, if I'm in a jam, I call Dev. If I'm in a PR jam, I call Cindy, and I call these same people again and again and again. Um, but... In in exchange, what happens is when they're like, hey, my budget's low and i got to find some money, I don't even have to have anything to do with their project. They're just calling me going, "Uh, send me a company that will give me some money. Hey, I need your contact at Coca-Cola. So, people look at these incestuous relationships in Hollywood and I've I've heard them called very incestuous. Um, You look at Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. You look at all of these relationships. Yes, these people are friends, but you trust them because yeah. this person is in it controls your career whether or not you make it tomorrow i mean that makes that makes a really big difference sorry we have to go to break and i talked to over miss blanchett and when we give back i really do want to hear from you i'm sorry um we'll be right back after this i'm summer helene we are on with Stacey blanchett and paul michael boland this is behind the scenes see you in a minute
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune in to Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor, Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Stacey Blanchette and Paul Michael Bolan, who you all love. I'm running through filing cabinets. I nearly had one fall on my head, so if you're hearing a thump, that's because I'm behind on a deadline and in a whole bunch of trouble. But we are talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood, what you need to do on auditions, and uh, Miss Blanchette brought up something beautiful, actually, uh, during the break. And Stacey, would you please... Um, Kind of repeat that question, because I think that's, that's a really important one for people.
0: Well, what I was saying was, you know, when you were talking before about how you only use people when you get a budget that you've worked with before, that you know their work, and you're able to take a chance and go with it, you know you're going to get that job done. So it's very hard for somebody who's just arrived in Hollywood to be able to get your attention. Because you just don't have a lot of time to mess around with or you don't have any extra time to find out whether or not they can actually do what they say they can do. So my question to you was, how would somebody get your attention? What would they have to show you to get on one of your projects?
2: To be honest, I'd have to like them. If Paul called me tomorrow and said, hey, I'm looking at this, Uh, I needed funding or this or that, I would do it because I know Paul and I like Paul. If um, it was just somebody I was meeting, make me believe in you. If I believe in you, I'll do anything. If I believe in a project, I will bust my butt to make it happen. And if you come up with a project that one is a moneymaker or two, it maybe isn't a moneymaker, but is something that would make the world better. Like you come to me with something like supersize me, I'd have paid for that. Um,
0: oh you mean like a I, documentary yeah, yeah that I, was a I'm, great one
2: I'm not I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not into funding documentaries but if you come up with something that will make the world a better place and I believe it can be monetized and it can get out there okay I'll help and if I like you and I believe in you
0: wow. I
2: think that's the biggest component if I believe in you if there is something in you if there is an honesty and an integrity that comes across i 'll take that risk i 'm um, going to reverse the question and ask you what about you, Stacy? What would you know, make you i
0: 'm I'm all about I mean I can really it doesn 't matter to me whether or not I actually like the person what I like what I like to look at is what their work quality is, so i 'm not going to consider anything if someone doesn 't have a website that can show me their work i 'm not going to consider anything where I can't go and actually see their performance. So somebody who's a first-time person, if there's going to be money involved in it or if it's going to be something where it's going to be, um, I'm going to put our magazine through it, you have to have some experience somewhere. It may not be that you've made it, but I have to be able to see that your work is actually of the quality that is what we need. I can't be teaching you how to do it. I mean, there are so many ways now that you can get into the industry learning on a, on a no-budget type of thing. You can join like the 48-hour film festivals that they have in every city now. You know, i, I got to say,
2: I, I'm, I'm going to cut in. Um, most internships now, it sucks, but they're unpaid. You can take an internship with a studio or a studio. I, I took mm-hmm. an internship unpaid with a studio head years ago. For a year, I was unpaid. I worked my ass off but I did that in lieu of school. So it counted towards an education. If you can get an internship or if you can come on, even uh, they'll waiver you on as an unpaid PA. Like if you come in and say, I'll work for free, I'll work my butt off and I'll do anything I can for you. You can get the education that you need to get that quality of work. You can.
0: You know, and that works except for people have to pay their bills and people have to live. So there has to be a way that somebody can actually pay their rent. Um, I always say that people make bad decisions when they're in survival mode. So, um, you know, need has no loyalty. If it's down to you or if it's them being able to put food on the table, the food on the table is going to win every time. So, you know, don't,
2: well, I'm I'm I, only I'm, talking about this as a college age, you know, 18, yeah. 19. You're living at home. Yeah. I'm I'm talking. I am not talking about being 30, having two kids, and wanting to change a career. Do not take. Well, actually, <laughs> that's untrue. Um, Cindy Honeg, again, the publicist that I was speaking about, she did that. She she went down, threw children in the car, drove down, and did that. Um, people do do that, and they do succeed. Yeah. But I agree with you in survival mode. If you have the opportunity, I think this is a good way to go. You can also get yourself on independent film sets and do a lot of things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I I mean, there are are good learning opportunities to get on. But people that have a budget and that are um, under a studio or they've got a time crunch or they're looking for distribution, they're not going to take a lot of chances on people that are not tested.
2: No, it's it's frightening.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, the best, some of the best experiences that people can hear is if you want to hear how tied Hollywood is, is pay attention to the red carpets because, whenever somebody's up for an award, you'll always hear, "Well, they were over at my house after they finished the script and we were looking at the character." So that tells you the part was never even open to anybody except for the person that they were in that kitchen with. So, and that, I mean, it's, yes. it's just. It's just you know, like you said, Tim Burton. Who's the first person he's going to call? Johnny Depp.
2: When you finish the script. It's it's true, and when you go, and there are always the go tos. You have well, on Quentin Tarantino
0: sets. I mean, he's been working with the same people for years on Quentin Tarantino sets. I mean, those sets are so tight. I mean, if you want to be in the movie industry, television, I think, is a little bit. Kevin it's a lot Smith, better. Being a photographer, I think, is super hard to make money, um, especially being a fashion photographer if you're not in New York or in Europe. Los Angeles, I, there's, there's few people that do it. Magazines don't pay any, mon- any money for it anymore. Writers don't get paid. There's no money in book publishing. Um, music industry is pretty much dying up. Uh, I, I actually don't even know where there is money to be made. I, I haven't been able to figure it out for some of these people
2: amazing well one thing I found and it's it's interesting to me is you find people um it's so small Hollywood is so small I bump into people now I'm the youngest I was the youngest executive in Hollywood history when I became an executive and I'm going to be the youngest studio head at the end of the year in Hollywood history um but there are people that know me as my mother's daughter no matter what happens I'm Paddy's, I've, I've had people walk over to me and call my mum and say, hey, I'm here talking to your kid. And I'm, I'm standing there, you know, pinching, pinching the bridge of my nose, going, excuse me, I have to go, I have, I'm, I'm the keynote speaker, I have to go. And they're like, hang on, hang on, did you know she's doing this? And mum says, yes, yes, I know she's doing this. And I'm sitting there going, I'm an adult, I have my own accomplishments. But Hollywood is that small. Yeah. You, you do stick with your groups and you stick with who you trust. And, but it's not just a matter of who you like. You work with plenty of people you don't like again and again. It's a matter of what you get done and the financial risk. Because if I give Paul a million dollars to make a movie and that movie comes back and it's a disaster or, a, or an episode, I'm losing my job. So everyone's kind of making the best financial decisions they can and trying to safeguard their job. Um, in, and I agree with you uh, very, very much, uh, Stacey, when you're saying get some work out there. But one thing I do, tell, I do tell people, Madonna got her break by coming in as a cleaning lady and cleaning someone's house. One of the easiest ways to get into these social circles and get into these jobs is get into these social circles, is, is yeah. get into these social circles. As funny as it sounds, if you get into the social circles, it makes a difference. Um, every week we give away ATV rights at a place called Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. It's one of my favourite places to go ATV riding. But we have pictures of Mark Ruffalo out there. Um, Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead came out and went riding with me. Um, they've, they've had so many shows shot there. They've done so much there. And it's because the owner will turn around to a student filmmaker and go, shoot here, no problem. But then he'll turn around for a big gig and, um, and, and work with them as well. So, every, so, people go there. It's a great filming location. And I think that makes a difference too. It's not just... the the actors it's the locations it's the producers it's every little aspect whoever's easy to work with and and you know you're going to get get a good product it makes a difference now when you got into the industry Stacey I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this um we've got about three minutes till break where did you hit your wall where where was the wall I mean we (laughs) all hit that wall where we go shit I'm not going any further
0: you know, I got to think that there's walls at every step. So, it depends on what type of a level you get at. In terms of fashion, where I hit my wall was I had to make a decision either to go retail or to shut the, or shut it down because as a custom designer, there's no money in it. And in retail, you have to learn manufacturing business 101. You've got to know vendor rules. you got to So, I mean, you you hit a wall. At, at some point you're going to hit a wall. Yes. Um And I took about a year break trying to decide, and during that year break, got involved in fashion from a completely different standpoint of view with the magazine. And um, having gone to Paris and see Paris Fashion Week, realizing what my limits are as a fashion designer and trying to decide whether or not I want to devote myself to that type of a world anymore. So, you know, I always tell everybody, once you get started, sometimes you're going to change you're going to change paths because you're going to find out you don't fit where you thought you were going to fit. But you can always find other ways to fit in that world. And um, so That's my mature. wall really in fashion was either retail or stop. And so I stopped, to take a break, and my, path, my journey took me in a different direction.
2: I'm going to say to the audience, if you guys want to win, I've got a couple of giveaways this week. I have a copy of Cindy Hone. Honig's book, PR Rockstar, and I have ATV Rides at Offred Reynolds in Palm Springs, California. Answer the question, how Stacy got past her wall, wall, jump on my Facebook. Just message it to me, write it in, and give me the right answer, and you will win ATV Rides. And for my second question, I'm going to say... What is the best way – I'm going to give you a copy of PR Rockstar if you get this one might – what is the best way to get into the social circles or what do you think would be to get into the social circles that you need? We have one minute to a break. Stacey, I'm very glad you made that switch. Um, it seems like you, you took a step in the right direction for your own life and a lot of people don't realise the courage that it takes to make that decision and go, well, I'm going to hang left. Um, I myself wanted to be an actress – so I did modeling and all of this, and it turned out I wasn't really a great actress. Um, but I was really good at business. I <laughs> am just great Damn. at business, um, at least on the business end. So I found a home there. There is a place in Hollywood for everyone, but it's getting into Hollywood itself. We're going to go yeah. to break. Um, we are on with Stacey Blanchett. Stacey, when we get back, we're going to take some questions from the audience. We are on with Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> who, Hello. Who? We haven't let like, get a word in edgewise. Sorry, Paul. Uh, and we are talking a little bit about what it takes to get into Hollywood, how to make it big, what to do. Um, and when we get bit back, we're going to talk about how to look good doing it. Stacey, I am going to say, um, I do, you you really are, or at least should be put up as um, as a role model, just as far as there are so few few women behind the cameras in hollywood and so few that have gone through as many changes and been in as many different roles and worn as many different hats as you have um are you open when we get back we'll talk a little bit more about this but how can girls reach out to you um we'll talk about that when we get back i'm summer helene and this is behind the scenes
1: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. Have
2: you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers and doctors, but we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors you can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest,
2: We are on with the fabulous Stacey Blanchett and Paul Michael Bolan. This week, we are talking a little bit about how to get into Hollywood, how to get famous. We're going to go into some fun stories and some interesting stories. But right now, I'm going to get on my Facebook because I don't have my assistant here. She, um, she, she. I'm going to have to have her hung, drawn and quartered. No, I'm, I'm kidding. She's actually uh, on the other side of Los Angeles. So I can't argue with her. She's off doing some other stuff for me. So I'm here by myself and I just figured out how to operate uh, the Facebook portions. So high five <laughs> me. <laughs> the, a question I have from a woman named Ir- Oh, Ireland. I guess her name's Ireland or her Facebook name is Ireland. She would like to know... If I'm going to an interview for a job as a PA, an intern, or something in that field, even as an assistant, also a good way to get in, guys, assistant, good job, mm-hmm. how, you, how would I dress?
0: You know, I just say always dress professional. I, I mean, it can't hurt. You're never overdressed. So um, my whole thought is, is the, I mean, if you want to be the girl that everybody, or even the guy that is going to be the one on the set that everybody makes fun of or that everybody thinks is there for a good time, you're not getting a job next time around. Nope. So, if this is your first shot and you want to make a good impression, just professional. I wear slacks, a shirt, skirt, heels, whatever, but you know, don't dress like you're going to a bar.
1: <laughs> it's one
0: pretty thing pretty uh, to I, me,
2: I I agree with that. One thing I always say to people, um, if you're coming to pitch me something and you're trying to pitch me a teen comedy, don't look too outdated. As funny as that sounds, if you're using a flip phone, not an iPhone, if you look outdated... in in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think there is an age on a person that can write a comedy. One of the greatest comedies of all time, uh, one of the greatest teen comedies, was Clueless. And it was written, you know, by um, a woman who was in her 60s at the time.
1: And directed...
2: Yeah, and, and directed. And I, I don't think, I think that's wonderful. But show me that you're with it. Now, I don't mean walk in and, you know, um, do, doing the gangster walk in some baggy jeans and a backwards hat <laughs> saying, you know, I, I do not expect that. But show me that you understand at least what people are looking at now. And that's something um, I tell people with red carpets as well, and I'll ask your opinion on this. I'm not saying you have to have... You know, the, the, the height of whatever is in fashion. Um, you know, go like Chanel said, wear black thorn a string of pearls are great. But show me that you understand what's going on and what's relevant, or I'm going to be afraid to invest in, invest in you.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's the same thing. There's a girl that, uh, that came to me that wanted to be a stylist here in San Diego and so you know we set up, I set up her photo shoot you know one of the things I said to her was "You know, people that hire a stylist are people that generally have money that are professional women yes. you know, outside of Hollywood so let's just take let's just get outside of Hollywood for a second but if you're somebody who wants a stylist you're usually going to be a career woman you need somebody who's going to go shopping for you pick out the stuff that's the latest and greatest but if you show up in her office or his office You've got a mohawk and you've got pink, you know, nail polish and you're wearing flip-flops and a tank top and a pair of shirts. They're looking at you like, I'm not paying you 50 bucks an hour to go buy my clothes. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, I always tell everybody, know who your audience is, know who you're making your pitch to, and know what you're making your pitch about. So that you know what job you're applying for. It's all a job application. It doesn't matter where you're going, whether or not you're going to be interning or not. If you want to work on a film set, know your craft. Know what you're you're offering. Know what your skill sets are so that you can get past really what you're wearing. But have the confidence to know that when you go in, you promise that you can do these skills, that you can actually do them. Yeah. it's going to yep. very yep. Yeah, you, yeah you're gonna it's going to get shown very quickly if you're an intern position you know a lot of times these jobs they want you to go get coffee and you know they're going to give you the minimal stuff because they want to see what you can do as you go along no one's giving you well please direct that scene for me and handle that a list celebrity you're not getting those jobs as an intern no. You're going to get the grunt jobs that nobody wants to do, but they want to see if you can do them. And then they'll step up. And if you you're up. willing,
2: and if you're willing to do them. As funny yes. as that sounds, it's are you willing to do the work and put that work in before we trust you with the big gigs?
0: Well, and I have a friend of mine who directs movies, who directs actual movies for a living. And her first budget film, I think, was about 4 or $5 million. And, you know, she did it. And now, you know, it's been on HBO. It's been in the movie theater. She did the film festival circuit. And then they decided to do their second film. And so when they were putting their packages together to go get funding with the investors, there's so much they had to have in those packages to show the investors, hey, look, this is how we handled 5000000 million. We're asking you now for $10 million. Exactly. This is what we accomplished at $5 million. So, you know, it's a building block. And I always tell but you know, look at everything that you're doing as a building block. You're not going to get. I've had people come to me literally saying, Stacey, make me a star. And I'm like, with what? You know, i mean, like, what do you have? What have you done? Well, yeah yeah I mean, make me as darn i 'm like, well, you know okay, and then I, you know we can create this, we can do this, but that takes years, and it 's the same for a you know like people tell me it's like i want i don 't want to spend any money on marketing, but i I want you to grow my social media well, growing your social media organically takes years, and you 're not going to get the revenue without having a marketing budget, so I always you know there 's so many aspects that go to being prepared and making it, much more so than get, you know, no one who, let's say you're Angelina Jolie, you're not letting anyone in your social circle unless you know exactly who they are and you trust them and they're signing all kinds of agreements and they're not going to be giving away secrets about you and your family. Those people, it's, it's not happening. You're not getting in there. You got to work your way up; they know who those people are when they to get to a red carpet, I've had people tell me that I'm going to show up at that red carpet and I'm going to walk it without anybody knowing I'm even there. Well when you get Bullshit. there, you realize that there's publicists that are all lined up, and you can't get on the red carpet unless you have your publicists there. Well, there you go. you know you learn there are so many levels to this that, you know, two actual real red carpets to just, you know, red carpets set up in front of a restaurant, that's something different.
2: Okay, you're talking about black carpets. We, we call those black carpets or brown carpets. What those are, and something you need to be careful of. Um, yeah. <laughs> two, two, two really big warnings. One, um, just because somebody puts down a, a red carpet does not make it a red carpet. Yeah, and two, <laughs> don't bullshit. Yeah. As, as funny as I, it sounds, if... I can guarantee you, if Stacey and I sit here for five minutes, we're gonna st- and go through the people we know. We will start knowing people in common. Hollywood is a very, very small place. Mm-hmm. Don't say you work somewhere, and don't say you know someone, because I may not y- know you, but I know someone that knows you, and I know someone that can verify that.
0: Yes, yes. Or I mean or people you know understand when you get on the red carpet it's the getty images that you want. Well, the getty photographer knows who he's photographing. That's how he makes his money. He's got to put his camera down if you're nobody. I mean, it's just so it just it's just I it, they know. I mean, the, the tricks of the trade. I mean, these it's Hollywood is very small and it everybody knows who and what's going on. I actually was really surprised and shocked. And so many people in Hollywood knew who I was when I don't even live there. I live in San Diego. I don't work really in Hollywood, but I do business with people in Hollywood. And I, just, I always get very surprised and someone says, oh, I know about you. I'm like, well, how? You know, because it's, like, it's
2: so small. You
0: know, It's small, you know, I mean, it's like, oh my God, how do you even know who, well, I know this person who knows this person who talks, and this person talked about you, and it's like, And, and that person doesn't even have anything to do with Hollywood, but they know each other in a social circle, and my name comes up, so... You know, it is it is very small. How you work and how you carry yourself, it, it matters. How you talk matters. But if you're blowing smoke, people it, people know. It's the same as a job oh, interview. So Your so resume, every, they, they can check it. If you don't have a college degree, they can check it. They can call the college. I mean, that stuff is all, it's just, it's all there. It's easy. It's very, very easy. You have to easy, be careful
2: of the nonsense. And that's something that people don't always get. They They don't well, no, always think, get.
0: And I also think that there are a lot of people out there that are trying to make it, and so they blow it a little bit bit bigger than what it actually really is. But um, you can
2: check. Like that. But, that's why know, I go back trying, to You and, can you check. Know,
0: but they're trying, and they're out there. They're working every single day, and they're trying to put projects together, and they're and they're doing it. So I don't begrudge them at all.
2: No, um, that 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 I respect. I'm talking that about. That I respect. I, yeah, I'm talking they're, about they're, you. Bullface, lie, and you say you know they're someone. They're I don't. I don't work with Disney. But I'll call Dev. I'm gonna find out if you say you know this person. I'm gonna find out.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard. I mean, I I think it's, I don't think people understand, you know, and also, too, people don't realize how important your social media is because I know people who will hear about somebody, get on their social media page and look and see what they're doing and then make their decision from that. So, you know, the first thing that I do when I get involved in branding and PR and marketing for people is I take, I go through their social media pages, and I, I'll, I'll separate them. I tell them, I don't want to work off of that social media page. I'm working off of another social media page, and it's only going to be what we're doing together. And it's only going to be uh, work, and it's only going to be your accomplishments, and I don't want to see anything other than that on there. And um, I like to make things... If I had to give anybody any advice about social media in terms of that is the window that everybody sees, and a lot of times it's the only thing they see of you because they never meet you in person. And well, so, it
2: also radically, even if you're outside of Hollywood, social media is, is the be-all and end-all now. It radically increases your business. It gets to everyone all the way around you. It, it is the window to you in every way. I agree with that. Bad social mm-hmm. media and bad um, SEI, uh, search engine optimization. I'm not going to, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to use acronyms. If they can't find you and you don't have enough stuff up there, you don't exist. You should be able to Google people. You should be able to Google you things. You, uh,
0: and also, I mean, like I always tell somebody, if I can't, if there's nothing on your name. Well, so what's up with that? I mean, how is that even possible in this day and age? Yep. You should even be able to come up in your high school records. I mean, it's like everything's online now. So when there's nothing that comes up, that tells me you're not doing anything at all.
2: Well, what, t- what it tells me if, is um, you can you can kind of, um, I'm going to say this in a really cheap way. We have one minute. There are very simple ways to um, pay for or hijack um, uh, A social media following and and such. I mean, there are ways to do that. But the reality is, if you don't have good social media, no social media is better than bad social media. Good social media in today's day and age will make or break you. It's that simple. Your Facebook is now more important than your website, which is just ridiculous, but it's true. We are coming back in one minute. We are on with Stacey Blanchett. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, talking a little bit about what it takes to get famous. And I'm going to ask you, Stacey, I'm sorry. There are so many apps, you know, there's List. there's all of these, these different apps and I'm, I'm on all of them. Um, you well, know, I'm, I well, I'm just. on none of them i'm i'm on from from instagram to twitter to facebook to 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 you name it i'm on it and any company any film that i do is on it any film that i've been hired or television show that i'm hired or associated with once it has distribution guys do not put too much out there if it doesn't have distribution secured yet be careful of that but a business works exactly the same way as a film. You've got to keep it going. You've got to keep that interest going. Find what's trendi- trending, tag on to what's trending. Know how to use your hashtags. That's so yeah. important, knowing how to use your hashtags and all of that. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more to Stacy. We're going to dig into her world because we only have about 10 minutes when we come back. So, Stacy, I kind of want to pry into you and crack you open like a nut. We'll be right back after this. I'm Summer Helene, and a quick special shout-out to Smashbox Makeup. Thank you very much. Nestle water, because you guys are fantastic. Nothing bundt cakes. Alexis's grandfather owns a place called Griggs Vacuums. Please buy a vacuum from there, because she puts it on every list every time I talk.
1: Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday,
0: 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at SummerHelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes.
2: G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolan and Stacey Blanchett talking about Hollywood. Um, I have to give a quick shout out to my assistant who said I would be perfectly fine handling my own social media while I'm while I'm doing the show. I dropped the phone on my foot. That's entirely your fault, Alexis. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but I do want to give a shout out. I guess my mum and my uncle are listening in. So hi, mum, Hi, uncle. Um, I hope you guys are having fun. And I'm going to give a shout out to Scott Haskin who did my theme music. He always does fantastic, fantastic theme music. It always sounds like we have like an epic, you know, an, an epic film coming on. So I love that. Um, one thing people don't realize is no matter who you are in Hollywood, everyone owns a little bit of your tail in some way, shape or form. Because someone does my hair. I get my jewelry from the Aussie auctioneer. Um, my, you know, I, I shoot at and I love um, off-road rentals. I'm there a lot. I love, you know, I get my hair done by Dow. So a lot of these relationships that you build um do help towards your red carpets they help towards your films they help towards a lot mm-hmm. of these things and they bring down the expenses substantially but you have to make sure you're good to your people as well now i'm going to ask you stacy you've been here a long time what would you say the big three rules for the red carpet would be
0: well i'm always okay it depends on what the red carpet is so i always and it also depends upon your age um and that, I know that sounds really weird, but it's like at a certain age,
2: you have you don't dress like Rihanna.
0: Well, you know what? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I really don't. I, I you know, I, I, I'm kind of 50/50 on that. I think it depends upon how you are. You know, some people at a certain age, you shouldn't be showing your arms because they just don't look that great when they, on camera. But my three. Basic rules are always going to be spanks. I don't care if you're size zero, always wear spanks. Nothing looks worse than having lines in the back of your dress when you're being on the camera. Number two, practice in front of your mirror, your poses that you're going to be doing on the red carpet because you've got cameras coming at you from every angle, and you want to make sure that you look camera ready in every shot. And you also want to make sure you have your lights on because, I mean, how many people know that when they – we laugh now because a lot of these magazines will publish pictures of you know, these famous celebrities and the makeup, you see all these white, this white powder all over them.
2: So, because okay, I, will, just, I, I want you to repeat yeah, this. I mean, it's just sad. Always it's wear just, Spanx. I'm sorry, what? Okay, I, so I want to repeat this to the audience. Yes, Always Spanx, wear Spanx.
0: Spanx, Spanx, Best thing ever invented. Always have Spanx. Everybody wears Spanx, even size zero. All the models on the runways, okay. they all wear Spanx. Nobody dressing. wants lines.
2: So, dress so, age appropriately, that was number two, right? Dress appropriately. Uh, you know,
0: I listen, I think whatever you feel comfortable in, I mean, like, people can look at the outfit that Madonna wore to the Met Gala recently, right? And she's in her 50s. People were, all they can say about it was they felt it was time for her to start dressing her age. Um, well, you know what, Madonna felt she rocked it. She six, she looked, she's 62. You know, oh, okay, well, she's 62. And she's incredible. So, and, but, Sorry, yeah, I have to she say felt, that. She felt she looked amazing. Now... Why should I take that away from her? If she feels she looks amazing, then she feels she looks amazing. Perfect. But, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, everybody has, their, everybody has their taste. So my number two would be to turn on lights and pose in front of a mirror before you go on the red carpet so you can practice your poses uh, so that you know how to, how to handle all the camera angles of what you're going to do. And number three, always check your makeup under lights. I mean, check it under lights, have somebody flash a flashlight on you, something, because the red carpet is lit up like it's, you know, it, like nothing you've ever seen, and the lighting is everything, as everybody knows in the movie industry, lighting is everything, yeah. um, so it's going to show everything. You're going to be able to see through somebody's dress, that's why if you're wearing Spanx, you don't see anything. I mean, Spanx kind of serve as a double as a double edge here. Um, I mean, look at how many embarrassing pictures now that people have where they thought they were wearing a black top, but when the lights hit them, you can see right through and see everything because they weren't hey, wearing a bra.
1: it still happen? I mean, really? Who? <laughs> Are they doing it on purpose?
2: No, it's it's embarrassing. You know, I, I actually don't bad.
0: think so. I think it's – a lot of times you're in a hurry. You know, one of the examples I can give is a couple years ago, and I can't name names I'm under disclosure. I was asked to design a dress, and we had – Three weeks to design a dress for a major movie star, and she, her husband was up for best picture, so you knew she was going to get, she was going to get a lot of attention. So they picked ten designers to, to design these dresses. Of course, she picked a Gucci dress in the end because she's always going to. What happens is these stylists show up the day of. You can't alter any of the dresses. You don't have a chance to do any fittings a lot of times with these celebrities. So you don't know if your dress fits. You get a piece of paper that tells you what their measurements are. And so if they pick your dress, a lot of times you don't know that until a minute beforehand, and they don't even know you know, what's going on with your dress. So a lot of times they're in such a hurry to get out of the car, get down the red carpet, a lot of times they don't get a chance to check. Well, so I don't really believe that they're doing it on purpose it's just that there's somebody that's the job of the stylist and the publicist to make sure that they're red carpet ready, that's somebody's job So I,
2: I, I agree with that we actually have one minute left um, I, I loved having you on Stacey, I told you last time I wanted to have you on again, this time I want to have you on again, we always run out of time and end up chatting about a whole bunch of different things, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us um, and I'm going to post this, the, the three red carpet rules on my Facebook right, right now, guys, so you can check into that. Stacy, is there anything you want to say to the audience?
0: No, I, I, you know, I really enjoy talking to you, and I mean, if anyone ever wants to ask me any questions, I mean, they can always get, get a hold of me, I guess.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> I'm always happy to put you guys in touch. Paul, thank you for being on. Stacey, You're thank right. you so much for being on and sharing your experience and wisdom with us today.
1: And Thank you, you so much, much for having your me, us. I
0: really appreciate it. Nice meeting you, Paul.
1: What's the name of your magazine again? Let everybody know.
0: Uh, it's Trend Privé, it's T-R-E-N-D, and then Privé is P-R-I-V-E, magazine, and it's out of Germany.
2: It's It's a really amazing magazine. If you guys get a chance, have a look at it. It's got some incredible stuff. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We were on with the amazing Stacey Blanchett and my dear friend, Paul Michael Boland. Next week, we're going to have Lisa Ireland. I've posted those three rules, those three cardinal rules to Red Carpet Ready on Facebook. So learn them, love them, remember them, guys. Listen in next week. And I'm sorry we didn't get to all the questions. I will again try and drag Stacey on the show because everyone loves her.